Thank you for tuning in to Public Service Psychology Now. The goal of this podcast is to provide brief and regular updates about Division 18 activities that you can conveniently hear about while you're commuting, taking a leisurely stroll, or enjoying your lunch at work. I'm Tiffany Fennell, President-Elect of Division 18, and I'm joined by our President, Jen Snyder. In this episode, we interview Dr. Mary Jansen about the journey to establishing serious mental illness psychology, or SMI psychology, as an APA-recognized postdoctoral specialty. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, I would like to welcome Dr. Mary Jansen to the podcast. Dr. Jansen has worked throughout her career in both the United States at the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland, and in Canada to advocate for and provide evidence-based treatment to individuals with serious mental illness. She has served on the APA Task Force for Serious Mental Illness Severe Emotional Disturbance, including as chair, and was instrumental in starting the Serious Mental Illness Section in Division 18, including serving as the founding chair for that section. She also created a curriculum for educators and mental health professionals to incorporate recovery principles into their work and teaching around serious mental illness. That's the Recovery to Practice Initiative. Most recently, she's led the effort to secure APA recognition for serious mental illness or SMI psychology as an APA-recognized postdoctoral specialty. And currently, she's been working to create board certification for psychologists who work with people with serious mental illness, and that is what she's going to talk about today. Before we get into talking about the board certification, though, I wanted to ask, what interested you about working with people with serious mental illness? Dee, I hadn't thought about this before, but now that you ask, Jen, the thing that strikes me as most influential is the experience of working with people with SMI during practica and internship. The individuals I met and worked with in those training experiences had a profound effect and impact on me. And I sometimes still think of those folks to this day. I'm also now remembering that as a result of these experiences, when I was the administrative officer for professional practice at the American Psychological Association, I was asked to serve on a working group that was appointed to make recommendations to the Social Security Administration to correct the increasing suicides among people with serious mental illnesses who were denied benefits. I wrote APA's congressional testimony on the issue, and as a result of the work the working group did, the Supreme Court ordered the Social Security Administration to change the way it reviewed and adjudicated cases for disability benefits for persons with serious mental illness, requiring that persons with SMI be reviewed using the same criteria as those with other disabilities. This just goes to show the power of advocacy work and how important it is. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, tell us about the work you've been doing recently on getting postdoctoral training programs in SMI psychology accredited by APA and on obtaining board certification for psychologists who work with serious mental illness. Yes, okay, two very important topics. The first is that in addition to being a recognized APA specialty, it is really important 
that psychologists interested in postdoctoral training in SMI psychology be able to get that specialized training in an APA-accredited postdoc in the specialty. Currently, psychologists can obtain the training in an accredited program, but as it stands now, that training is accredited as a sub-area under either clinical or counseling psychology. So earlier this year, in January, we submitted a formal request to the APA Commission on Accreditation to allow SMI psychology postdoctoral programs to be accredited independently, that is, as an accredited SMI psychology program. As we all know, unfortunately, the pandemic has caused so many things to be delayed, and the process for getting approval from APA has also been delayed. But we're hoping this will be forthcoming very soon. The second important effort currently underway is our request for affiliation with ABEP. This is also a process where we must request permission for the specialty to be open to psychologists to apply for board certification in SMI psychology. It is a lengthy process, and just recently, in fact, a few days ago at the end of September, we submitted the formal application for affiliation to ABEP. If we're approved by the ABEP Board of Trustees, we will be allowed to move on to the next phase of our application process, and we will begin developing the requirements for board certification in SMI psychology. So what does board certification entail and why do you think this is important for psychologists to have? These are really great questions, Jen. So in a nutshell, board certification entails demonstrating that you are an SMI psychologist. And there are several ways for a psychologist to apply for ABEP board certification. And these range from an early entry option for trainees who are still in school, to applying as a training director, for example, and several other ways. But let me just mention two of the ways psychologists most often apply to ABEP. The first is what ABEP calls the senior option. This is reserved for psychologists who have 15 years of post-licensure experience. Under this option for our specialty, a psychologist would need to demonstrate that they have established a professional identity as an SMI psychologist. There are several possible ways they could do this. For instance, through a combination of some things like membership in SMI organizations, presentations on SMI at conferences, teaching SMI courses, research or publications on SMI topics, advocacy work as some examples. Next, the senior psychologist would also have to demonstrate that they have professional experience 
as an SMI psychologist. This could be shown through a combination of some things like postdoctoral training or practica experiences or an internship with a rotation working with people with SMI, private practice where people with SMI are seen, or CE courses in serious mental illness or other ways. The second option is what ABEP calls regular option. And this is for psychologists who have less than 15 years of post-licensure experience. Under this option, the psychologist would need to provide information about their current practice. So in this case, the psychologist would provide information about their current SMI psychology work, their theoretical framework, training experiences that influenced their practice, and so forth. In addition, under the regular option, the psychologist would provide short video recordings that demonstrate a segment of their assessment and intervention practice. In some ways, the ABET process is governed by the stage of the psychologist's career, from still being a student with the possibility of applying under the early entry option, and all the way up to being a more experienced psychologist with the possibility of applying under the senior option. These possible ways to apply are the same for all ABEP specialties. What differs, <clears throat> excuse me, is the requirements for each specialty, which we hope to be working on in the next year. You also asked why it is important for psychologists to consider applying for ABEP board certification. There are several reasons I would offer for why this is important. First of all, board certification in SMI psychology is important for the field because it can help to lessen the stigma of persons with serious mental illness and has the potential to lead to increased funding and services, ultimately benefiting those whom we serve. Secondly, board certification has potential advantages for individual psychologists as well, including possible salary increases. We know, for example, that some VAs and some medical centers offer salary incentives for ABEP board certification. Next, more hospitals are now requiring staff to have board certification. Also, clinical training programs in academic departments are increasingly requiring board certification for their trainees. Also, there may be possible greater access to managed care and insurance panels, greater license portability. There is for sure increased status and professional prestige along with the potential for more and or better job prospects increased respect from insurance companies when advocating for clients' needs, and being seen as a role model to more junior colleagues and trainees. None of these are guaranteed, of course, but we do know that ABET board certification 
is becoming increasingly recognized as important. Those are a lot of good reasons. So what are the next steps in this process? Yeah, for sure. If ABEP approves our request to move forward, and as I said before, we surely do hope that that is the case, we will begin preparing our manual, which will contain the requirements for psychologists who want to be board certified in SMI psychology. This will also take a full year. And so at the end of 2021, we hope to submit our plan for those requirements to ABEP for approval. If our plan and requirements are approved at the end of 2021, we anticipate allowing applications for board certification in SMI psychology in early to mid 2022. What can our listeners do to help? Yes, so that is also a great question, Jen. Um, and there are a lot of things that they can do, not necessarily to help immediately with the ABEP application, because at this point we are waiting for approval to move forward. But there are several things. So first, I would encourage any of our listeners who aren't members of Division 18 to join. This is a great division with two great leaders, I will say now, Jen and Tiffany, uh, with wonderful colleagues and several relevant sections within the division. Division 18 and its SMI-SED section have both been sponsors of the SMI psychology specialty along with the APA Task Force on SMISED, and with the ABCT Psychosis and Schizophrenia Spectrum Special Interest Group. So be sure to join one or more of our sections, including the SMISED section, the Community and State Hospitals section, the VA section, and any others that are of interest to you. All of our sections work with individuals with SMI. Next, there are also now several organizations that are interested in SMI and SED. The growth of the field and the number of organizations out there now is really amazing. So I would also encourage everyone to join and get involved with one or more of these. I just mentioned the ABCT-SIG, for example, and this is one of the many that are interprofessional groups, so you can interact with other mental health professionals as well. Thirdly, read the journals that publish articles about topics of interest in serious mental illness. This will help you to stay up to date on the latest developments in the field, and ultimately, this will also assist you with your ABEP application. Next, visit the website of the SMI Psychology Specialty, and that website, I'll just read it out. I know that Jen and Tiffany are planning to put the web link um, on the, the printout for this, so I'll just read it. It's www.psychtrainingsmi.com. If for some reason the spelling goes wrong, just Google, Google Psych Training SMI 
and it comes right up. There you'll find the recovery curriculum that Jen mentioned earlier, the training guidelines for postdoctoral training in the SMI psychology specialty, and an assessment tool to evaluate competencies and a listing of APA accredited postdoctoral programs with training in SMI psychology. These are current as of last year and are accredited as clinical or counseling postdoctoral programs since, as I mentioned earlier, accreditation as an SMI psychology postdoctoral program is not yet available. And also, watch for information about when accreditation for SMI psychology postdoc training programs becomes available. And then encourage your training institutions, both those that you're in contact with now and perhaps those that you graduated from, to apply for accreditation in the specialty. And watch for information about when SMI psychology is available as an ABEP specialty. And then apply yourself and encourage colleagues to do the same. In the meantime, Check out the ABEP website for general information and requirements for all ABEP specialties. I know, Jen, our time is running short, and so I just want to acknowledge all those who have helped with this effort, particularly Dr. Shirley Glynn. It has been a 10-year journey so far, and we still have several years to go. So thanks so much to Shirley and everyone whose work has made this possible. And thank you, Jen and Tiffany, for giving our listeners the opportunity to learn about the SMI psychology specialty. Well, and thank you so much for um, doing this interview with us, Mary. And um, we'll have links to those websites that you mentioned also in the um, show notes. And just, yeah, thank you so much. Um, and that wraps up our uh, podcast for this time. Um, but stay tuned because we'll be back with more information from Division 18.